Welcome to the Readerly Report, a podcast of Readerly Magazine. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. So welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. I guess this is the post books Book Expo 2017 Readerly Report. Gail, did you know that they dropped the America? It's now just Book Expo. Oh, really? So I can't call it BEA anymore? No, I think we have to we have to call it BE. <laughs> Are they trying to attract a more international exhibitor list? I don't know, or was it just you know it's going to be in New York again next year. Oh, thank God. I know they did a foray into Chicago last year and I, you know, a long time ago, I feel like there was some talk about they were going to try to do it different places, but I think that they probably learned their lesson. Yeah. Because I think not as many publishers go, you don't have as many reps and as many meetings because it's much more expensive to, you know, send most of publishing to Chicago when it's in New York. Right. Well, that's good news for us because you're local and it's easier for me to get to New York than Chicago, so happy to hear that. So Nicole and I spent three, two, two and a half days at BEA this week, and we did our usual book chasing, tracking down new galleys we wanted, getting some author signings, um, going to a few off-campus events, uh, the book blogger speed dating event, which is our each, I guess, my third year and Nicole's second year doing that. And um, we... I had a great time, as always, uh, exhausting and exhilarating at the same time. And we each came back with a list of books that we are excited that we picked up, that we either hunted down or came across accidentally, but that are in our stacks or our boxes, as it were. And um, we wanted to talk today about, we're each going to pick five and go through those and briefly talk about why we're excited to read them. Yes, and I am sure that you will be hearing you will this is the mythical, you know, book expo box that we talk about like our boxes are in route. But this is what we refer to usually as we are reading books throughout the year. A lot of times the source will be I picked this up at book expo or we went to a signing at book expo or um did you have any highlights? What was your highlight? Highlight from book expo? You mean yeah, of, of just, books I picked up or just overall? No, just overall, just uh, people you saw or experiences. No, I mean, I feel like we finally have a handle on how to know what's coming out. Like, I feel like in pre- prior years, you and I sort of chanced upon books. Um, we didn't always know, at least the day before, what we thought we were going to want to get. And this year, we kind of knew the drill. Like, we knew which blogs or sources to go to beforehand that had books coming out. We were more organized, um, even if our spreadsheet was a little confusing. And um, we also knew to keep our eyes open for unexpected books that we didn't know were, we were going to come across. So I think my that, you know that was my highlight that I feel like we were more thorough this year. Not that we got absolutely everything we wanted, but at least we knew the universe of stuff we wanted for the most part. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I feel like we perfected our system. We were pretty good last year. I mean, 
Yeah. Last year was the know. first year of the spreadsheet. That's definitely helps. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's hop into, do you want to start with some things for the summer sure. first or should we? Okay. Yeah. Let's okay. do that. So, um, okay. So the first book that I am excited about for the summer, I have a feeling this is on your Goodreads to read list, but it's called The Heirs by Susan Rieger. Yes. And she, this is coming out, um, this must be in June because it's in book page right now. And um, this is like one of those <laughs> wealthy... I feel like that's out right now. Maybe it is out. So maybe it's just come out. It's just Yeah, out, like yeah. probably this week or last week. Um, this is about like wealthy family with people competing for their inheritances. It, I guess, reminds me a little bit of um, The, the nest. nest. Yeah. But... I've read a few reviews of this on blogs, and it sounds really good. Sounds like something up my alley, and up your alley, too. Yes, it's definitely on my list. I think I might have it, a download of it. Um, it's by Susan Rieger, and I read her first book called The Divorce Papers, which if you read the reviews on Goodreads, it's like really polarizing because she is an attorney, and she wrote this book called The Divorce Papers, which basically tells the story of this, um, I guess, New England Brahmin family is going through a divorce. And she is not a divorce attorney, but she is hired by, um, she's not hired. Actually, she has to debrief this woman in a divorce case. She's doing it as a favor for her boss. But the woman takes a liking to her, the, the attorney, and wants her to work on the case. And so most of the story is told through trial notes and briefs and depositions and so people either really liked that or they hated it and they thought it was too lawyery and too contract language. I really enjoyed a lot of it. I thought it got a little bit long, but I'm really excited for this book right now. Yeah, I, I remember that the divorce papers, I didn't read it. Uh, I remember reading about it. Um, and I think probably the lawyer ease scared me off just because that's a life I left behind. But I think this one looks good, too. And maybe if I like it, I'll go back to the first one. Yeah. Okay, what do you have for the summer? Okay, so I just... Okay, so there's two books that I want to talk about. One reminded me of the other. The first one is Our Little Racket. Um, it's going to be published by Echo. It's coming out on June 20th, and it's by An Angelica Baker. And it's about a Bernie Madoff-like character who lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, and, you know, he is caught in the middle of this big financial scandal. But it's about the five women in his life, it says, who know him best. His teenage daughter, Madison, starts trying to explore what was going on in his world and get to the bottom of how all this happened. But the other women featured are also her mother, Isabel, um, her best friend, Amanda, her nanny, Lily, and a family friend, Mina. So I am really interested in, in reading that because, you know, when these scandals happen, you kind of hear about it on the news. And this book reminded me of another book that came out probably in, I want to say late April, or it came out in May, and it was The Widow of Wall Street by Randy Susie, Susan Myers, which was also about, you know, a Bertie Madoff type character. But it's about his wife and what happens when she goes to jail and, you know, how she's kind of shunned by the community. And it goes back and it tells 
the entire story of how she knew him from when she was very young and the relationship that they had. And, you know, it's sort of whether she knew or not and how culpable was she. So it's interesting. These books are interesting, not even so much because of the financial scandal aspect, which, of course, is very interesting, but just in terms of larger themes about marriage and and any any type of relationship, really. You know, like, do you how well do you really know another person? How well can someone else know you? And how responsible, how responsible are we for what our spouses do and our children? And how responsible are we for our own lives and what happens to us? So I'm just loving what, I actually read The Widow of Wall Street, and it's one that I would recommend. Um, Randy, Randy Susan Myers wrote The Murderer's Daughter, The Comfort of Lies, and Accidents of Marriage. Mm -hmm. I think I read that one. Did you like it? I think so. Um, I, I, I can picture the cover in my mind. I'm going to look it up on my blog and see what I thought of it. I don't remember. <laughs> I was kind of a little bit hesitant to read her books because just from the covers, they looked like they were a little bit too light, a little bit too sort of light women's fiction for mm-hmm. me. I wasn't sure if I was going to like them. And I got into this and I really got into this. Like I was kind of skeptical. I was like, I'm probably just going to read a chapter or two of this and realize it's not for me, but I was really sucked into the story. And she did a, such a good job of just kind of exploring this woman's world and why she made the choices that she did. Right. Oh, you know which one it was I read? The Comfort of Lies. Okay. Um, What'd you say? I didn't love it. I think I thought it was a bit of a slog. I'm remembering... <laughs> oh, I said there's no joy anywhere in this book. Each of the characters <laughs> is desperately unhappy. But I think I liked her writing, though, and I could see picking up the one that you just mentioned. It sounds good. Right. Okay, so what else have you got that's coming out this summer? I have this book called Do Not Become Alarmed by... Uh, yeah, I want to read that. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Maile Malloy, or M-A-I-L-E, Male Malloy. Mm-hmm. Um, this got like a major, major plug from Curtis Sittenfeld, who wrote like a dedicated email saying like how much she loved this book and how... She was urging everybody to read it. I don't, it's, it's like a disappearing kids book, which I feel like I'm, that has kind of gotten overdone. But apparently this one goes to all these different perspectives. It's about some families who travel together on a cruise to South America and the kids go missing when they go off um, shore one day. I don't know. It's, I think it apparently shows a lot of different perspectives on both class and family, parenting and I, I've just heard it's very good. And it says it's a grim story told with a light touch, according to book page. So um, I don't know. That Curtis Sittenfeld endorsement I found intriguing. So I could I could see wanting to pick this one up. Okay. So um, I'm excited about the Tom Parada book. So what's it about? What's it called? Oh, Mrs. Fletcher. So that's the book we talked about last week. That's about the 40-something single mom who, like goes online and discovers this whole like online world of online porn and like sort of figuring out, you know, what, what's, what's out there and what she might want to get interested in. And then like, she's testing reality versus the online world. And at the same time, she's got this son who's gone off to college and he's dealing with 
issues about how does he how does he fit in? And it's Tom Parada who's like the master of all um, suburbia related books. So I like had was like laser focused on that book by the, when I saw that it was being put out. So I'm, I'm very excited about that coming out this summer. Yay. Yay. Um, <clears throat> how quickly do you think you will read that? Well, do you think I'm s- once you finish up some stuff, will that be your first thing? It might, but I'm always kind of torn about that because I hate reviewing a book like two months before anyone else can get it. So I might try to hold right. off until like July so I get a little closer to it. But it's a good question. I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of books on the list before it, so it's not like I don't have anything to read between now and then. But I know. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I find about that this one. is a hard time of the year for me because it's like, boom, you just have all these books at the same time. Yes, there's and a lot. And it's like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna ration this out? How do I keep myself from, you know, the most exciting book that I picked up is coming out out in February, and how do I, you know, stop myself from right devouring it right now? Right. Yeah. So that it is going to be a challenge. Just how do I? How am I gonna? hold off on that one but we'll see I just didn't want to lose it it wasn't so much I wanted to read it on the train I just didn't want my box to get lost and not to get that one (laughs) right okay so did you have anything else that you picked up that was coming out I have a couple more so I you and I both picked up the marriage pact by Michelle Richmond which uh, Michelle Redmond sorry and I'm very excited to read that and it's not Michelle Richmond oh it is Richmond okay I was right the first time Michelle Richmond um Okay. Uh, I'm not sure when that's coming out, but you've read that already in uh, Digital Arc, right? I did. So when is that? When is that due out? I feel like it's sometime in July. I feel like it might be July. I'm checking right now. Well, since you've read it, why don't you talk about what that's about? Okay, so it's about this couple that is getting married. The woman is a little bit, you know, she's had some things go on in her life, so she's a little skittish about getting married. But she's met this very nice man that she wants to marry, and they do marry. And what happens is they get a wedding gift. And when they open it up, it is this very kind of mysterious thing called the pact. You know, they're asked whether they really want their marriage to stay together and how committed would they do anything in order to work on their marriage and would they want to be prompted to have help with their marriage. And so they say yes, you know, they're excited, they want to be together They are committed to making their marriage work. And, you know, the people who recommend them for this pact are very, you know, they're a very lovely couple. So they decide to sign up. And what it is 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 you get a bunch of rules about how often you should, how often you should buy little gifts for your spouse. It's just like about keeping intimacy alive. And there's all these little rules about, you know, things, nice things that you should do for your spouse to kind of keep your marriage alive, except for there are consequences if you do not follow the guidelines. Consequences not being just, you'll have a bad marriage. No, <laughs> no. It's because this community, this, you know, they, they, they're they invited into this community where everyone is going by the, the pact and committed to their, to their marriage. So there are con- very serious consequences, or I guess, ascending consequences for if you break these rules and how many times you break them. And of course they break some rules. (laughs) Right. Um, Can I ask you a question? So it's kind of like the firm meets a marriage. Right. Here's my question for you. 
I just looked mm-hmm. at it on Amazon, and the characters' names are Jake and Alice. Do you think that those two names are overused in contemporary fiction? Alice, not so. I don't run into many Alices, but I do run in. I just feel like I just. In fact, the book that I read, Randy Susan Meyer's book, mm-hmm. the one about that's the Bernie Madoff character. His name is Jake Pierce. I think. I feel like the name Jake is. It's like it's it's masculine. It's sort of like it can be a jock. It can be a like a, a businessman. It's 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 a name that is kind of bland but yet strong at the same time. And I feel like authors love that name. The other name right. they use a lot, and I notice because it's my son's name, is Nate. They love the right. name Nate. And I think it's the same reason. It can, Nate can be a wasp. Nate could be Jewish. Nate can be a lot of things. And Nate and Jake. Don't you feel like Nate is usually like a sensitive? Yes. More sensitive person. I do. I mean. Like I feel like you just don't run into that many dirt bags. Nate yeah. Nate. <laughs> Although there's that book, the, um, what's that book? The, the Love Life of Nathaniel P or something like that. Did you read that one? No, I didn't. I read that one, like and he was kind of, well. He was kind of a jerk. Like he was sort of insensitive, and like he was like you know not you know hooking up with women and not calling them back, and the love. Maybe they were trying to do something subversive with the name Nathan. Nate. Yeah, I don't know, but Nate and Jake, I feel like those two <laughs> names, and, and Alice, I feel like I keep coming across Alice. It's kind of old fashioned. Um, well, there's what Alice forgot. Yes, Leanne Moriarty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't find I don't run into Alice too much. It does sound like a throwback kind of name to me. Yeah, um, it's one of those turn of the century I do, British. I names. do think that she probably is saying something about sort of bland Alice and Jake or Alice and Jake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, that was a total aside. I just had to throw that out there because I looked it up and saw that. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're both excited about Michelle Richmond's The Marriage Pact, and it comes out at the end of July. So we can, you've read it, I can hold off till like another month, and then I should probably read it if I'm going to review it when it's going to come out. Right, July 25th. Um, okay, I read it, I picked up a book that I'm excited about that is already out because I have it in my hands. Well, it's in my box, but I had it in my hands yesterday. Um, and this is nonfiction, which is so unlike me, and it's political nonfiction, which is even more not like me, but. It's Al Franken's, oh, this, yeah, Al Franken's book, The Giant of the Senate. Um, it was one of the few events I went to at BEA that actually was like a, you know, on stage. B-E. At BE, <laughs> Book Expo. It's going to be hard for me to drop that A. Um, one of the few events I went to that was like actually, you know, authors talking to each other on stage or authors being interviewed. And um, I heard Mark Marin interviewing Al Franken. It was fantastic. He was hilarious, but also smart and you know I, I, I'm a fan of his I have been for a long time and he just had some funny insights about the Senate and about sort of political state of political affairs in the in America right now and so I think I'm gonna did he leave you feeling hopeful mm, he's not like a super uplifting guy but he talked <laughs> a lot about activism and he talked about if you're unhappy with what you're seeing happening in our government right now, then get active. You know, whether you're going to a march or running for office or supporting a candidate or just getting informed and writing in, 
he was like, you know, this is the time to do it. And that was actually, I found a bit of a rallying cry, which was more hopeful than just sort of, you know, lamenting. So, um, yeah. And he was just so funny and it's nice to know they're among our elected officials in the Senate that he is among them. He's very smart. He's very well informed. Um, I like his politics. So for me, I just, I was a fan and, um, I enjoyed hearing him in person and I did pick up his book on the way out. So I, I'd like to think I'm going to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We won't hold our breath. Yeah. Probably a wise move. So I have one last book that I'm going to mention. I actually had two more, but I'm going to hold off because they are middle to the end of August. And I'm sure we will be discussing these boxes for a few. We're going to like, you're going to be sick of hearing of these boxes. But The Windfall by an author called Diksha Basu. And it's about, it's, um, it's set in India. It's a couple, Mr. and Mrs. Ja. They come into an unexpected, it's, it's described as an enormous sum of money. So not just a lot of money, but an enormous sum of money. And they are living at a ha- in a housing complex in Delhi, in East Delhi. But then they move to the super rich side of town. And so it's kind of like the, the dad takes up wearing skinny ties and, you know, they're buying clothes. But the son, um, he's having romantic problems falling and he has falling grades. So something happens, of course, that will make them realize what really matters. And it just sounds like it's a lot of fun. We both picked um, that up, didn't we? Yes. Okay, good. I think that's in my uh, first, the first box that I shipped. So it's, it's a comedy of manners. You know, I'm usually skeptical of comedies, but I think comedies where people, you know, are trying to figure out what to do with an enormous sum of money are are ones that I can stomach. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd love to have that kind of comedy in my life. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be very good at it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm excited to read that one too. And I think we just sort of came across it, which made it even the more, well... Yeah, it was just literally, you just looked down, there was a pile of it. Yeah, which is always exciting. There's one that I'm excited to read. It's not due out until August, so maybe that's too late for us to talk about it, but, um, Nicole and I went to, well, this, is that not too far away? Wait. No, no. I was going to say, if we're talking about our overall, just the most things you're excited about, let's just go for yeah. it. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, we went to a great session on Wednesday. It was a buzz book, editor's buzz, um, for adult, books. for adult books, uh, session on Wednesday. It was like pretty much the only thing going on at BEA on Wednesday. It was still very well attended. I was surprised given that there was really no other reason to be in Javits on Wednesday other than this one event. But it was five, six editors from various publishing houses on a stage talking about the book they were kind of most excited about for fall, the one they're getting behind. And they all sounded pretty good. Uh, but the one that intrigued me the most I believe was the first one that they did, which was called Unraveling Oliver by Liz Nugent. Um, She's, I think, a British author. And it's the type of book that I've said, told you I'm going to swear off, psychological thrillers. (laughs) Um, Popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. But But you haven't had any for a while. I haven't had any for a while. And this is like an editor's buzz book. So I figure there's got to be something, you know substantive behind it but it's about a guy uh, uh, um, I think he's a children's book writer and he when it opens he has hit his wife so hard that she ends up in the hospital 
And I think the book is this exploration of like, how did this happen? How did this marriage get to that point? Who is this guy? Turns out he's kind of disturbed and he's had this terrible. Yeah, it's not a who done it. It's a why done it. Why done it. Good, good. I like that. Um, and I was on the subway home on Wednesday going to, up to my friend's house where I was staying and I pulled it out of my bag and read like the first two pages. I was like, oh, this sounds intriguing. So um, of those six that we learned about, all of which I'm assuming will get a lot of fanfare and publicity when they come out, that was the one that I would probably be most likely to pick up first. Doesn't mean it's the one I will enjoy the most, but it's the one I will pick up first. So that is an August. It would be hard, yeah. That popcorn is tempting. I'm really excited about Stay With Me from that mm, same panel. Yes. That was one that I was super excited that, you know, it had kind of been earmarked in my catalog. I had, had seen it actually two or three months ago, and I had seen they knew at that point even that it was going to be on the editor's buzz at Book Expo, and it just looked so good. Yeah. And I don't know, between those two, I mean, they all sounded very, very worthwhile. Yeah. And uh, we'll, I'll put in the show notes a list of the complete, a complete list of the titles that they discussed. Yeah. So that you can check great. it out. Yeah. There were six there and Nicole and I were lucky to escape with our lives after the stampede <laughs> to get these books at the end of the session. It was yeah, one I had of the, a book dropped on my foot and elbow and the ribs. It was yeah, it was intense. It was one of the more crazy experiences I've ever had at Book Expo. <laughs> um, it was B E B E. It was definitely not um, typical. Although I, people are really pretty pushy when it comes to books, they're very single minded, and I've noticed that people sort of lose their manners a little bit at certain times. This one wasn't necessarily people being rude. It was just very poorly planned and designed and too many people trying to get into too small of a space to get a book, but it was a bit out of control. Right. Um, but we escaped and we're here. Yeah. We lived so. to tell, which was nuts. Um, Hey, can I talk about one more book that came up in book, uh, speed dating? This book's coming out in July and I have a feeling that this is the type of book that will go under the radar. So I want to just mention it. Um, this is a book called The Secret Diary of Hendrik Groen. I don't know how to pronounce that. G-R-O-E-N. I believe it. That wasn't even at my table. That wasn't even at your table, so you didn't get to see this one. So this is um, trying to see. I think the author is Dutch. And it is the story of an 83-year-old guy who is living in assisted living. And he's kind of a curmudgeon. And he's unhappy, but he writes this book all about the goings-on at this nursing home. <laughs> and it's supposedly really funny. And he's just, like, talking about the drama and the people coming and going and the guests. And it just, I don't know, it sounded very touching. So they call it for fans of A Man Called Uwe, which I didn't read but I know people love. And I don't know, there's something about this book that I looked, that looks really charming to me. So um, that comes out in July and who's the publisher? It's Grand Central. Interesting. So he, they don't even have that information. The information they have is that it came out in 2016. I don't even see updated information. Yeah. I think it came it. out in two, in 2016 in, in the Netherlands um, or, uh, or across Europe, maybe. Okay. Here we go. I see it for 
July 11th, I see it. Yeah, so they must not have come to your table, um, Grand Central. Yeah, we didn't get everyone. Right, So right. This book, I don't know, I, it just, it definitely was appealing to me. So I grabbed it, and it's in my box, and I was like to read it at some point this summer. Um, well, you're going to have to champion it. Yeah, I will. If it turns out to be good, I'll be really happy to do so. But I just wanted to, to squeeze it in here on the podcast so that we... Uh, It'll be this year's The Heart for Exactly. You. I was just going to say that. God, it's <laughs> a good memory. Yeah. So, yes, as Nicole alluded, we will be, I'm sure, referring to these boxes often. Um, we could probably do an entire podcast just alone on how to pack a box at BEA to get the most in. Oh, my gosh. Gail is the best. <laughs> I have a lot of experience. And then when I was standing in line, someone gave me the lowdown on how she makes sh- – if her box splits, makes sure that she – has all of her books in there. She like pads it in garbage bags and she tapes crossways and she brings her own tape. Oh my God. I mean, I got several lessons Wow! <laughs> from, from people. That's a whole culture. Some, there's some hardcore stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, I saw people saying they were shipping six boxes. I mean, I think these are people who are like librarians and they just pick up as much as they possibly can. And then I saw people who were picking up their suitcases from bag check and then just stuffing them full of books. Um, it's just, it's quite a thing to behold. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is our first, first post BE podcast. And um, we will be back soon talking about some other topics for June. We're going to talk about some classic novels that we're excited to read over the summer. Um, hopefully we're going to get at least one, um, audio back, audiobook narrator on the podcast because this is, uh, June is audiobook month. So we're going to talk to our friend Karen White about narration and technique and whatever comes up on that conversation. Um, so we have some tricks up our sleeve for topics for readerly for the summer, but, um, hopefully between the last few podcasts, we've put out a lot of, you know, good summer reading ideas for people and we'll be sure to keep exploring what comes home from the BEA boxes. The BBE. BE. The BE boxes. <laughs> One of these days I'll get it right. Whatever. BEA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And until that time, happy reading. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com, and you can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com, and Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep reading.